Okay, across the pond to Britain next, because Britain is making moves to position themselves as, well, a bit of an internet authority, as the online world, of course, continues to grow more complex. Britain announcing that their media watchdog, their version of the CRTC, will take a larger role as a regulator for online content. Michael Geist is a a law professor at the University of Ottawa and joins us uh, for more on this now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Michael, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, First of all, can you explain for us just exactly how this is all going to unfold and work? How is the uh, media watchdog in Britain going to uh, kind of police the Internet? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think in some ways they're, they're not completely sure either. This is actually sort of a second step along the way. They had a report about a year ago where they said, or even less than a year ago, where they Britain said, we want to regulate more of the Internet. We want to see their uh, uh, new kind of rules against uh, companies operating online. And this is a sort of what we heard and where we think we are headed. And they intend to take their regulator, sort of the equivalent of our CRTC, and give it really expanded powers with respect to the kind of regulation that, that might take place with respect to content online. All right. Uh, they're going to, they say, use uh, or have the power to issue penalties against companies that don't do enough to combat harmful uh, content, such as uh, illegal terrorist activity, uh, child abuse content, that sort of thing. Uh, just are the penalties, how big are they going to be? Do we know? Are they going to be stiff enough? And how are they possibly going to track these perpetrators down? Well, in some ways, the perpetrators they want to track down are the large internet companies, the intermediaries, although I know that there's already concern in Britain that this would expand not just to large tech companies, but include news organizations and many others that allow for speech. I mean, it's it's interesting, even in your question, you, you, you commented both on illegal content, say things like terrorist content, but also harmful content. And the, one of the challenges is that while I think just about everybody would recognize that if it's illegal, there's a, a role to play and, and some responsibility to remove illegal content like terrorist content. And in fact, many of the large players proactively try to ensure that content never makes it online and move ex- expeditiously to take it down where it does. That's different from harmful content, which is not illegal, but of course, rather still, uh, many would argue, causes some harm. And the role that companies have to play on what is otherwise lawful content yet causing some harm is, I think, where there are a lot of concerns because that gets these big companies into effectively playing the role of judge and jury around different kinds of content. Yeah, it leads me to my next question. I mean, one of the freedoms we hold dear, of course, is the freedom of expression. And do we want uh, the government or a government-appointed uh, regulator determining uh, what exactly is uh, appropriate when it comes to uh, expression? Well, I think you've zeroed on, ex- on exactly one of the real concerns are, and I, I'm, I completely agree. In fact, one of the concerns that we are see- seeing play out here in Canada, of course, is the new Broadcast and Telecom Review Panel report, which moves down in some of these same kinds of directions in the Canadian case, looking to the CRTC to have a much more expanded role in the internet and in internet service providers uh, of content, social media companies, news aggregators, and the like, really around the world, and leaving it to that regulator to play such an increased role. 
All right. Is uh, Britain kind of leading the way here? And do you think that this sort of opens the door for other countries and other uh, governments to uh, follow suit? Was everybody just kind of waiting for somebody to make the first move? Well, I think we are seeing a number of countries begin to talk about, experiment, or perhaps even implement some of these kinds of rules. So this broader tech backlash that we're seeing take place from a lot of countries is moving many countries, I think, in that direction. We've already seen, for example, Germany has rules in place that require social media media companies to remove certain content within 24 hours or they face liability. France has some of the similar kinds of rules. New Zealand's been pushing forward with that. So in certain respects, the UK is kind of moving along in the same direction. They may be expanding in some different areas. And, you know, most, I think, notably here in Canada, this new report recommends that the government do the same. Do you think that this is too little too late? I mean, when it comes to technology in the Internet, it seems as if uh, the law and governments, is all, they've always been one step, if not more, uh, behind, uh, always playing catch-up when it comes to uh, technology. Do you think that uh, maybe when it comes to sort of regulating, uh, policing the Internet, uh, when it comes to uh, content, illegal content, uh, is the genie already out of the bottle? Is it possible to, to really contain that now? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. I think it's one that I think a lot of people are asking. And I do think we already do have some rules in place that address some of these issues. And as I say, many of the larger intermediaries where we're talking about clearly illegal content, child pornography, hate speech in many instances, um, and terrorist content, they actually are pretty proactive in dealing with it. Part of the problem is if is that if these companies are effective and successful in doing so, it's not like the content disappears. It just moves to the dark web or into other corners that where it becomes more difficult to police. Where we're seeing, I think, a lot of the debate, and we're going to see it here in Canada, and we're seeing it in the UK as well, is not on illegal content, but on harmful content or other kinds of content people don't like very much. And that's where, if we get the take the courts out of the mix, suddenly now we're leaving it either to regulators like the CRTC or Ofcom in the UK, or to the companies themselves to make these kinds of decisions. And, and I think for many who are concerned about freedom of expression, that's that's highly problematic. Yeah, just finally, is there a happy medium that can be struck or, or found here between advocates for uh, free speech and freedom of expression and those that want to see some sort of uh, regulation in the uh, Internet uh, contained when it comes to? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of harms uh, out there, not the least of which, uh, I mean, we've got the U.S. election coming up uh, later this year and uh, whether or not people's uh, votes are going to be wrongly uh, influenced. I mean, we can go down a, a long laundry list of uh, problems uh, that are rife on the Internet. Oh, without doubt. I mean, I think there's still, but but I think we are seeing some solutions. You know, Canada is a good example of that, where we did have election rules in place, um, particularly around potentially misleading advertising. And, you know, I think those rules were viewed as quite effective in dissuading those that might engage in advertising that was creating misinformation to not do so because they were going to be publicly outed through through a database. So I think that there are rules that, that we are seeing countries experiment with in this regard. The question, though, and I think you're right to highlight it, is whether or not we can find that, that balance. And I think what we are seeing, both in the UK and I think most recently with the, the recommendations that we saw here in Canada is a pretty strong shift in the other direction, and I think one that's uh, that is a cause for concern if you're concerned about freedom of expression. Michael Geist at the University of Ottawa with us on this afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. Michael, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.